0: Thank you.
1: over there okay all right merry christmas central park baptist church merry christmas to y'all how are we doing this morning we're doing great are we excited hey man are we ready for christmas yeah all right all right i'm just gonna just just talk to this group right here they the only ones that are responding that's great yeah, you know, I'm excited, too, because right after worship, I'm going to start my shopping. <laughs> true story, true story. Amen. Well, we're excited to have everyone here, if you're able to rise. We're going to sing Joy to the World. Joy to the World, hymn 95, hymn 95. We'll do all verses. Joy to the World. And then we'll have a play, an opening prayer. Joy to the World. Joy to the world so grateful to be gathered here on your birthday lord uh just grateful to, for this church church leadership be with the preacher this morning in his preaching lord open our hearts to you if anybody here lord is not saved let today be the day that we open up and uh, accept you as our savior lord and just wonderful for the joy that you bring in our lives in jesus name amen amen and amen now do you know the reason for this season it's because of jesus amen do you believe in jesus this morning Amen. I know whom I believe and am persuaded. Hymn 370. Hymn 370. I know whom I have believed. We will do all verses. Hymn 370. I know whom I have believed. Sing along. I know not why God's wondrous grace to me he had made known. Nor why a word.
2: Well, Merry Christmas, amen, as Brother Shelton has already said, and I'm thankful that God has given us an opportunity the day before his birthday to come together as a church and worship, amen, and we can all say, amen. so now all we got to do is go tell it, amen, so amen. let's all stand and hymn, turn to hymn number 105, and let's sing Go Tell It on the Mountain, so sing out with us this morning, thank amen. you,
1: This time you may be seated.
0: We got to have an offering,
2: amen. Wouldn't be Baptist if we didn't have an offering, right? Amen. Well, I appreciate y'all being here this morning. And kids did good. They just got to sing loud, you know. I know they're louder than that because I've heard them holler at their sisters and brothers before, you know. But I'm, I love our kids, they do a good job. Well, I'm thankful again that this is a time of year that uh, we, we have an opportunity to give to one another. But the greatest gift has already been given, amen, in and, and the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, But this is an opportunity for us to give back to him. And so I want to take this opportunity to uh, take up our offering today. And uh, But before we do that, let me say, if, if you are a first-time brother, Marco and Miss Eve, they're uh, up in Kentucky or Tennessee, somewhere up there, where it's snowing probably, you know. Who, who wants to know? <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> well, y'all could go to Kentucky. Or, <laughs> not yet, but I mean, you know, after church is over. But, uh, but anyway, uh, but uh, pray for them and pray for all of our, our folks today, some that are out sick today, some that are traveling. Please keep them in your prayers. If you're traveling, please pray for traveling graces before you go. But thank you again for coming. But visitors, we're thankful that you're here today. Uh, I'm thankful that you chose to come to Central Park this morning. And if this is your first time and you did not receive a visitor's card, our ushers would like to give you one of those. And uh, you can either get with if you didn't get one, raise your hand, and we'll make sure you get one. If you did not get one or if you did get one, please see them. uh, When you fill it out, out here at the uh, welcome table, these two men will be standing out there. They've got some crisp $50 bills they want to (laughs) give to all of our visitors today, amen? How many visitors do we have today? That's what I thought, amen. I knew the number would go up pretty quick. I know that, and when the color comes back in their faces, just help, let them know, but thank you, man. If y'all make sure, if, again, if you need a visitor's card, just slip your hand up and they will get you one. But if not, we're thankful for all of our guests today uh, for being here. Uh, but may God bless you today. Uh, as you give and let's remember that uh, again this, this is just an opportunity in our worship to work and this is a part of worship by the way amen, yeah, amen. so let me encourage you you give as unto the lord and may the lord bless you today as you give father we thank you for, lord today for your goodness mm-hmm. thank you god for your grace thank you for most of all for jesus christ our savior lord today mm-hmm. lord but i pray Uh, god and realize and understand that you're not everyone's savior today there's some that have not received you and lord i pray that god today that on this christmas season lord for those that are lost god you came lord that they might have eternal life and so lord i pray that there's someone here today that's not saved that they would come to know christ lord what a a great christmas gift lord to receive eternal life from the lord jesus christ today so lord i pray that you'd uh, bless this morning I pray, God, that you'd bless this offering. Pray, God, your blessings upon the gift and the giver. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come.
1: with rise we would love for you to join us in singing oh i'm sorry before we sing him 97 if uh children who are fifth grade and under fifth grade and under you're now dismissed for children's church children fifth grade and under fifth grade and under you're now dismissed for children's church the remainder of us if we could stand for him 97 him 97 we'll do the first second and last verses of him 97 <coughs> the first noel Thank you. celebrate the first time he came in the form of a, of a baby in a manger but the next time he comes he's coming for us let's do a chorus of the next time he comes hymn 158 hymn 158 we'll sing a chorus and then afterwards we want you to greet each other as we prepare for this morning special the next time he comes hymn 158 each other at this time.
3: D. Mm-hmm. Truly he taught us to love one another, his law is love and his gospel is peace. Chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother. shall see Power and glory the more proclaim
0: his power.
2: Very good. Amen. Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. I want to talk to you this morning about the shepherd's choice. You know, I try to always have uh, some type of a title for the messages, and, but that's not always <clears throat> easy. So, But, you know, the Lord kind of giving us something this morning and uh, about the shepherd's choice. And you and I today, we also have a choice, right, yeah. amen, and the shepherds had one that day. And so if you'll turn to Luke 2, I to begin reading in verse, <coughs> verse 8 and found you a place amen. amen. Amen, that's pretty good right off the bat. It says, and there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and uh, they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God, saying, Now think about this, if you're a shepherd out on the side of the hill... (coughs) I'd already be scared, you know. They already we're going to show. Their verse nine said they were so afraid, but it ain't. It's just getting it's getting started. They just getting wound up. It says, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, "Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men." And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another. Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all, and all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Father, I pray that, Lord, that you would <coughs> help us to Uh, Lord, just to realize and receive uh, really what's going on here, Lord, and the gravity of it. I pray that you'd speak to our hearts today. I pray, God, that, uh, Lord, that we will just stop for a few minutes, Lord, this Christmas Eve day and allow you to speak to our hearts and realize, God, uh, Lord, that that this day that we come to worship the King of kings and Lord of lords, God, that, Lord, you came as a babe in a manger But Lord, I'm thankful you didn't stay a baby. Lord, I'm thankful that you went to the cross and died for the sins of all mankind so that we might have eternal, everlasting life. So Lord, help us today. Help us to give way for just a few minutes, allow you to speak to our hearts. And Lord, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now, Christmas is a dangerous season, and I'm not talking about going to Walmart or wherever you go to shop, you know. Now, it can be dangerous, you know, especially if they're having some kind of a big sale or something. All those things, that can be dangerous. But, but I'm talking about the danger of hearing about the Christmas story so much that we get too familiar with it. Now, the danger of Christmas losing the importance and significance of the message. And, and, and there's a danger in that. Uh, and I began to think about this, and I thought you know for for thirty eight years, I have uh, preached and told the this same story uh' it's a lot of different ways and and in thirty eight years you can think of a lot of different ways to uh to tell about the the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ and what went on there in the manger <clears throat> i mean we uh, but we got we need to be careful because we we talk about the shepherds, the angels, the wise men, Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus. And and if we're not careful about how we handle this this precious truth, then it might cause us to take it for granted. Amen. Our familiarity with the Christmas story can cause us to take it for granted and and uh, and overlook the what's really going on here as we read this. It's this happening that happened some two thousand years ago. It ought to be just as fresh to you and I today uh, as it was then to those shepherds. But but when the announcement of uh, of the Lord came, listen, uh, it 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 came in a in a really different way. And when I began to thinking about all these grand announcements and things, I, I thought about. Uh, the coronation of King Charles that took place and the announcement of, uh, uh, of his. So I looked that up, and I, I, it, just, it was an amazing thing. In fact, I watched some of it uh, as much as I could stand, uh, but I watched some of it. It took place on May 6th of this year. Preparation for the announcement started in April, uh, the first part of April, April 17th, in fact. Uh, they closed Westminster Abbey to visitors on April 25th in preparation for the ceremony. And they said about 2,200 guests from 203 different countries were in attendance. Now, I had the opportunity to go to Westminster Abbey, and I don't know how they got 2,000 people in there. I'm telling you, it is a narrow, narrow place, and uh, but they sure squeezed them in there. But 2,200 people from 203 different countries were in attendance. It was said that the St. Edward crown was removed from the Tower of London, which is, if you ever get a chance to go there, it's a pretty amazing place. But they took this crown and they resized it so they could use it to crown King Charles on that day. Orchestras played. Uh, The audience and choirs sang with all the pomp and pageantry that they could muster. Uh, The official ceremony, it said, lasted about three hours. I I think it really lasted longer than that. Uh, But the official part of it was a three-hour ceremony. And it said that it cost somewhere between $100 and $300 million to put on that ceremony for the announcement of King Charles. Well, the announcement of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior of mankind, the Son of God, listen, was not made to a multitude of people. There were not uh, 2,200 distinguished guests from 203 different countries that came. It wasn't covered by the Bethlehem Gazette. Uh, It wasn't covered by the Herod News Media. None of that went on. Listen, the announcement wasn't made to a priest in a temple. It wasn't made to the wealthy. It was not made to the movers and shakers of the day. In fact, the announcement of his birth was not made to the most important people of the land. Uh, There were no parades. There was no pomp. There was no pageantry. There was no orchestra that was present. There was no crown that was placed upon his head that day. No, the announcement of the Lord's birth was made to shepherds, ordinary men. They were not the social elite. uh, They were social outcasts. They were the lowest of the low. And most likely these shepherds were tending their sheep outside of Bethlehem. And in all accounts, listen, they were probably tending the very sheep that would one day be used down at the temple in Jerusalem for temple sacrifices. But if you notice in verse 9, I want you to see this. I want you to see the announcement that these shepherds experienced. It says, And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. Now, listen, you're talking about shepherds out on the hillside in the middle of the night. Have you ever been out somewhere? I have. I'm telling you. And, and, you you know, sometimes at nighttime can get pretty spooky. If you don't believe me, come up here about midnight and just hang out in here for a little while. Amen, this old building cracks and creaks and, uh, you know, it sounds like there's people in here walking around. So how do you know? Well, I've been in here and that happened. And no, I didn't stay. (laughs) Amen. Uh, But I want you to see this. It says they're out here on this hillside and the angel of the Lord came upon them. And and, and not only did the angel of God come, but the glory of the Lord shone round about them. Listen, you're talking about the glory of Almighty God. Listen, it lit that place up. It was like midday or probably more so. And when I think about this, I'm thinking about how when Paul was on the road to Damascus. And the Bible says that a great light shone round about him and and knocked him down off of his horse. Listen, I want you And he said it was brighter than the noonday sun. I'm kind of thinking that this is exactly what's going on here in the middle of the night. Now, if you're a shepherd and you've never experienced anything like this in your life, I am certain that you're probably going to get scared. Oh, not me. Oh, yeah. Be careful. Look, let's continue reading. It says, And the the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were, what's that word say? Sore afraid. Listen, uh, this was just uh, up until this moment, this was just another boring night watching a bunch of sheep. They'd done this night after night, uh, no telling how long, maybe years. Uh, and they, they, were, they were just there with the sheep, trying to get them calmed down, if you will. And, and all of a sudden, this boring night uh, very quickly became a night to remember. And in verse 9, again, it says they were sore afraid. And Now listen, these guys, if, if you, in, in good old West Texas terms, they were just scared to death. Not only scared to death, they were scared slapped to death. Amen. Listen, these guys, I think they were scared. That word, sore afraid, it literally means that they wanted to run away. Uh, The way they received this message, no wonder that they were scared. But the amazing thing here to me is not just how the announcement was made, but who it was made to. You see, the angel of God comes to the most despised of people. Uh, listen, the most despised and outcast uh, of society of that day. And these were outcasts from all respectable society. Now listen, this is the, the people that the message or the announcement uh, of, the, of the birth of the king of kings and the savior of mankind. This is the people that that announcement came to. And I believe today that God chose these shepherds because he wanted wanted to show that His love and His grace is available to everybody. Amen. Listen, He is no respecter of persons. And you know, deep down there may be a lot of people today who think they are unimportant. I would imagine that these shepherds out there on the side of the hill that day thought that they were unimportant. Listen, they could not vote uh, they were considered unclean. They could not go to the temple. They thought they were unimportant. They were outcast. They were insignificant. But I'm thankful today that you and I, just as those shepherds were that day, we are important to Almighty God. Amen. Amen. We'll turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 26. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and look in verse 26. Just go, uh, just I want to show that that sometimes we think that we're unimportant. But notice what it says beginning there in verse 26. Uh, Let me read it. It says, For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise." And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound things which are mighty, and and base things of the world, and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are. Listen, I'm thankful today that that we serve an Almighty God that and and he and he is showing us to the the announcement to these shepherds that everybody is important to him. That there's no person today that is unimportant. to Almighty God. Listen, and to that day, I want you to understand that when those men saw the glory of God shine and they were sore afraid, listen, God was showing them that He came unto all people and everybody is important to Almighty God. Amen. Look in verse 10. It says in the, and I like when I'm thinking about them being sore afraid, they were, when the the angel of God appeared to them, I would think that, you know, they didn't if they're setting up and the, the angel appears to them, I'm thinking they're not setting up anymore. I'm thinking they're probably, if there's some sheep around, I'm going to try to get behind some sheep. Amen? I mean, because if, if something bad's going to happen, okay, Lord, take him first. Amen? Listen, by the way, that's what a hireling is. Amen? Amen? The Bible says when the wolves come, a hireling, you know, somebody that's just in the pulpit for the money or just for a job, listen, it says they'll run off. Amen. Amen. And I'm thinking these shepherds, they're out there behind their sheep going, oh, man, Lord, what's going on? Well, listen, it wasn't over. Not only did the angel of God uh, come and appear to them, but if you notice a little further down, it says that uh, he he tells them to, to fear not. He's trying to calm them down a little bit and just as uh, he gets them calmed down. If you look in verse 13, it says, And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of heavenly hosts. Now, a multitude just means literally thousands upon thousands. And here's an angel of God that's announcing the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. telling these. And it's all already bright out there. And then all of a sudden there are literally thousands of angels that are just appear and they just start singing. Now, I'm back on the ground hiding behind the sheep again. Amen? Well, listen, I want you to see this. Uh, but he came to these shepherds to let them know, listen, that, that we, I think, to show us that we are important to Almighty God. But this, so this is an important message, and it's important that we realize who he came to. But notice the message that they received. The angels said on the, on the announcement, it was a personal message. He said, unto you is born this day. You see, the message from heaven is that God is interested in you as an individual. Listen, he cares about you. And by the way, he cares about you after you get saved. Listen, we're not saved just to go to heaven. We are saved to make a difference in the lives of other people. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Amen. Yeah. Teaching them about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ so that when I get saved, I can go tell somebody else. Come on, are y'all still with me? Say amen. So there God is letting us know until you is born. God is interested in you as an individual. And, and, and if you haven't noticed this time of year, there's a lot of stress going on. Yeah, a lot of stress. I mean, we want to find the right gift, and we're, you know, then you have to get out into traffic. How many of you did all your shopping online? How many of you haven't even done any shopping yet? You're a little late. Well, you got a couple hours. Amen. Listen, you know, I mean, you you get out, and, and you get into traffic, and you lose all the Christmas spirit. You know, I, I, and if you're like me, I told my wife the other day we were going home, and I and I got behind somebody, and they're really slow. And I'm, you know, and I'm not that person. And she goes, "Why don't you go around them?" And I said, "I'm practicing." <laughs> but that didn't last very long. Amen. I mean, all of a sudden it's like, get, get out of my way. Listen, and all of a sudden, the Christmas spirit is gone. And then you, next thing you know, you're back in traffic and and stress. Listen, there's not only stress about gifts and stress about traffic, but there's family. Listen, I'm telling you, there's a lot of things happening today in the lives of people that we know nothing about. Amen. Listen, there's a lot of stress in the Bible, and and we were talking in Sunday school today that there's so much stress going on that the devil will try to get you distracted through the stress of the time of the season, and we forget all about what the season is about. We get stressed out about this. We're stressed out about family. We're stressed out about finances. We're stressed out about this and about that, And and now all of a sudden we cannot even think about joy to the world anymore. Yeah. But the Bible says here that unto you is born. Listen, unto you is born the shelter in the midst of a storm. Unto you is born uh, the peace that passes all understanding. Unto you is born strength in times of weakness. Unto you is born today joy in sorrow. Listen to me this morning. The announcement is a personal announcement today. All you have to do is receive it. It's a powerful announcement. The angel spoke about a baby. But Jesus wasn't just any baby. He was a special baby. In fact, if you read through these verses, you'll find that, the, that this baby is identified by three names. He's called Savior. Um, that simply means that he's the one who, who would give his life for the sins of his people. Listen, the Savior of mankind. Um, <clears throat> the Jews certainly wasn't looking for their king to be born in a manger. They were looking for someone who would deliver them from the, uh, the bondage of the Roman Empire. They wanted to be, de- they were looking for that kind of a savior. Well, listen, the, the Lord Jesus Christ today is more interested in our eternal destiny. Amen. That's why he was born. See, he was the one who robed his deity in humanity. I don't understand how he can do that. The, the 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 universe cannot contain him, yet he was contained in this flesh. But he did that for you and me. He came into this world to die on the cross for our sin. Look in Hebrews chapter 10. Turn over to Hebrews. Look in chapter 10 and look in, begin in verse 11. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 11. I'll give you a moment. When you find your place, say amen. Okay, it's getting close. Hebrews, it's, it's on page 293. Hebrews chapter 10, find your place, amen. amen. Look in verse 11. It says, and every priest standeth daily, ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sin. But this man... Who's that man? Jesus Christ, the one whose birthday we celebrate tomorrow. This man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin, one sacrifice for sins forever, look what he did. What'd he do? He sat down. Listen, you know why he sat down? Because when the work is finished, you sit down. He sat down. Why? Because the work has been done. Uh, The task has been accomplished. But notice where he sat down. On the right hand of God. You know why he sat down at the right hand of God? To make intercession for you and for me as his children today. He is our great mediator. He is our lawyer. When the devil comes to God the Father and accuses us, uh, accuses the brethren before the Father. Listen, we have an advocate with the Father who is none other than Jesus Christ our Savior. Listen, he is this baby that we're talking about right here. Look in verse 12. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin, uh, for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God and from henceforth expecting until his enemies be made his footstool. Look in verse 14. For by one offering he had perfected forever them that are sanctified. Listen, he is our Savior. Uh, He came and he did once, listen, what what the sacrifice of goats and lambs, what they could not do. Had the Lord Jesus Christ perfected that sacrifice and died one time on the cross, that's why he's called our Savior. But notice he's also called Lord. This title identifies him as a sovereign God. That word sovereign means he is in absolute control. He has unrestricted authority. This baby is the one who spoke the universe into existence. This baby is the one who formed man from the dust of the earth and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and he became a living soul. This baby is the one who allows the movement of the planets and allows the the clouds and the winds, Uh, yet here he lies. Listen, in Bethlehem, in the person of a little baby. What grace that is. Uh, What grace he did and what love and what glory. Listen, to think that the Almighty God would humble himself to come into this world as a helpless child. I like the song, Mary, Do You Know? And when it really brings a lot of thought to your mind about about Mary. And I like the part that when you've kissed uh, this little baby, that you have kissed the face of God. Listen, how awesome is that? Listen, I want you to understand, how did that happen? Well, God humbled himself and clothed himself in the flesh. Listen, he is called Lord. But the thing about it is, he needs to be the Lord of our life today. He's also called Christ. He's the one promised from the beginning. The name Christ identifies him as the anointed one or the Messiah. Listen, he is the one who has come to all people. He has come to whosoever will. I'm thankful that the Bible says that whosoever. You know, uh, that does away with Calvinism. Are y'all still here? Say amen. You know, I'm a whosoever. Brother Shelton is a whosoever. And it says, not whosoever is designated. It says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Listen, the Bible simply teaches us that this Messiah, the anointed one, came to all people. If you look back in Luke chapter 2, it tells us that he, he is coming to all people. I guess that's everybody in here has an opportunity to trust Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Not one person is excluded. Not one. But notice the acknowledgement that these shepherds offered. Now, the shepherds hear the message of the angels and and they react. And, and literally how they reacted uh, to what's going on here altered the course of their lives for eternity. And can I tell you this morning, folks, listen, how you and I, when it comes to if you're not saved, it, how we react to the, the gospel message Listen, we'll change your life for eternity. Yeah. Uh, now, these shepherds could have reacted in different ways. They could have debated it. They could have sat down after they got up, you know, and got, came back to themselves a little bit. Uh, they could have uh, analyzed what was going on. and uh, I mean, after all, there's a lot of sheep out here. You know, the angel told us about the Messiah, told us where he's at, and uh, we really can't afford to leave. I mean, these sheep are important. They may use them down at the temple. Um, What if something happens while we're gone? What if uh, 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 some type of varmint, a wolf or something, or a a what if something comes in and gets after the sheep? We're talking about they could have debated it. You know, that's what we do a lot of times when it comes to following and being obedient to the things of God. We debate it. Uh, and, and, And if we're not careful, we will talk ourselves out of responding in faith. These shepherds could have done that. They had plenty of excuses. I mean, I don't know how many sheep there were, but I remember when we were going uh, to Jerusalem and we were in our bus driving up the hill, there was, there was sheep all over the sides of those hills going to the Jerusalem. Listen, they could have thought, man, listen, I know, the, 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 uh, you know it, the worship is coming, so we better just stay here. One of them's sick. I just thought I'd throw that in there. But, you know, sometimes we talk ourselves out of responding. They could have debated it. They could have rejected it. They could have said something like, well, you know, this, this isn't really for me. I mean, the message is a little too far out there. I mean, think about it. Here's these angels appear out of nowhere and saying unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Yeah, I'm not really into organized religion. Are y'all still here? Say amen. We're talking about how they could have debated. They could have rejected it. Um, besides that, Bethlehem, that's a little too far away for me. You know, so, you know, uh, and, and I think sometimes when we get start thinking and, and debating, uh, we reject things of God because we feel like they demand too much of us. Yeah, I don't know, that, those, that, that, those people down there, they're a little bit too restrictive for me. Well, wait a minute. We're talking about the Messiah, how he came to us. They could have doubted it. They could have said, well, you know, it really couldn't be that way. How many times have, have, have I witnessed to people and told them, I said, listen, all you have to do is realize that you're a sinner without Christ, bound for a devil's hell. But I'm thankful we have a, a Savior. His name is Jesus, who who died on the cross for our sin. And, and all you have to do is realize, do you believe that he is who he said he is? And they say, absolutely. And, and do you believe that he rose from the dead? Yes, I believe that. And, and he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Yes, I believe that. And, and, and I said then all you have to do is say, Lord, please come into my heart and save me. And they say, well, it, it can't be that easy. Well, it's simple. I wouldn't necessarily say it was easy. But sometimes people say, you know, really can't be that way. Let's just forget it. And they reject it. They turn away. Listen, I, I, there's been a lot of people today that have rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. One, because they, they think it demands too much of them. Others, they debate it and they wind up talking themselves out of it. But notice what happens in verse 15. Look back in Luke chapter 2. Let me get back over here. Luke chapter 2 and, and look in verse 15 and notice what it says. It says, the the shepherds say, let us, when I get my life together, when I get all these sheep taken care of, when I get somebody to look for them and, and you know, I got to get somebody to watch out for them and, You know, when I get my finances together, when I get all these problems around my family fixed up, and uh, when all that's taken care of, we're going to go down to Bethlehem. No. They say, let us, here's the word, now, go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord, and I think that's interesting, they recognized who he was, which the Lord hath made known. Unto us, but the the truth is now watch, think about this: If Jesus were born a thousand times in Bethlehem and not in your heart, you'll still be lost. yeah we can get all fuzzy and sentimental about Christmas, but if Jesus Christ is not born in your heart, you're lost. You see. Um, we have to receive it. These shepherds, they received the message that was given to them that day. They didn't. They, they may have debated it. They may have had some doubt in their hearts, but listen, but they responded the right way. You know, I don't understand it, uh, everything about the things of God. I, I don't understand the Trinity. I, I just accept it. I can't explain it to you. I can't explain eternal life. It's just not in my vocabulary or in in my, my mind is really a lot, you know, there's not much up there. It's real finite. But I'm telling you, but God is infinite. His Word is infinite. His mercy is infinite today. His grace is infinite. Listen, and His love for you today is infinite. And and He proved it when He was born in a manger today. And He says, here, unto you is born this day to all people. Everybody. All you got to do is come. Uh, And I've, I've said this a thousand times. I don't understand electricity. I don't understand how it comes out here on these lines out here. Listen, there was some, Encore was out here one day and they picked up a guy, a helicopter landed in the back and, and picked this guy up on a big long tether and, 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 and landed and took him and he landed out on these lines. I'm, and I'm thinking, that guy's a nut, you know, that thing's got thousands of volts of electricity in it. I'm not, you know, I don't understand it. But somehow it goes from that line to a line in a pole over here under the ground. And it comes up in a room back here. And in these big boxes, it's got little switches on them. And and, and listen, and through those little switches, it comes into this switch. And you turn it on. And these lights are illuminated so that we can see. I don't understand it. But I got up this morning. And I came in here. I flicked the switch. And them lights came right on. And I'm, I, and we're enjoying the light. Amen. Amen. Same thing with AC. Same thing with I don't understand it. But it doesn't keep me from receiving it. Right. Right. Why do we think we have to understand the gift of eternal life in order to receive it? Why? Listen, if we wait until we really understand what's going on, we'll never receive it. I, I, I'm, I, I get to thinking about these shepherds out here on this hill. They're scared to death. They were so afraid. And they were so scared they wanted to run off. But they went to Bethlehem. They responded the right way. And when they got there, they found the Lord Jesus lying in a manger. Just like God said, let's change their life forever. You're looking at somebody who received Christ as their Savior years ago. didn't always live right. Uh, um, you know my dad used to always tell me before I got my life together you aren't, you're not worth spent and I wasn't but one day I trusted Christ as my savior and I said Lord here am I and you know what God cleaned me up and here I am you know I mean uh, he changed me forever And and not only did he change me but When I said, Lord, please come into my heart and be merciful to me, a sinner, he wrote my name down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Personally, I believe it's written in the blood of my Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. If the blood of Jesus can cover us from all sin, listen, cover all of our sin, I believe that my name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life, in the blood of Christ, and it is there forever. Nothing can take it out. What shall separate us from the love of God? Absolutely nothing. Listen, He loves you today. And He proved it not just by being born in a manger, but the Bible says He set His face toward the cross. He came for a purpose. He came to die on the cross for our sin. And the only reason we're here today is because God loves us. And we can look back at His birth and and know that, listen, He was born just like He said He was born. Don't reject it. Don't debate it. But can I encourage you? Be like the shepherds. Just receive it. All you got to do is come. Well, preacher, um, I don't know. You know, people might think, uh, who, don't debate it. Don't doubt it. Thomas got in trouble for doubting. I mean, he, we, we remember him as doubting Thomas. How would you like for that? Somebody to remember you like that for the rest of your life eternity, 2,000 years to the future, we're still calling him Doubting Thomas. Don't doubt it. You come. Because notice it says, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. He came to you, unto all people. All you have to do is receive it. So the question is, it's in the Scriptures, what will you then do with Jesus, which is called Christ? See, the shepherds made a choice. Now, today, you got to make a choice. And the choice is yours. And I trust that you'll make the choice that God would have you to make, whatever the need might be. Maybe you just want to come and love on him a little bit. After all, it's his birthday. I mean, I love on my grandkids when it's their birthday. Yep, my oldest granddaughter's is 13, you know. And it's like, man, 13. And I love Donna her and, you know, we... Did, but they're my grandkids, but I love on them. You know, it's his birthday. Can we love on him a little bit on his birthday? Uh, but whatever your need is, if you'll come, Jesus Christ today is seated at the right hand of the Father to make intercession for you. All you have to do is come. Father, help us, Lord, today. God, I pray that you, Lord, give liberty this morning, liberty that comes only from you, dear Holy Spirit. Lord, on this Christmas Eve day, Thank you, Lord, for all the folks that have come today. But, God, you knew who was coming. Before, before anybody ever showed up, God, you knew who was going to be here. You knew the message that I was going to preach. You knew the message and the words that I was going to say. And I pray, Father God, that they've, uh, Lord, uh, Lord, edified the body of Christ. And I pray, God, that, that it's brought glory and honor to your holy name. But, Father, now is a time of invitation. God, I, I, a time, Lord, where it, it's, it's given to where we can respond to the, the preaching of the Word of God and respond to the moving of the Holy Spirit. This is uh, the people's time. God, please move in hearts, move in our thoughts, and help us to respond according to your perfect will. God, help us not to push this opportunity away. Help us not to debate it. Help us not to doubt it or reject it. But, Lord, I pray that whatever the spiritual need might be this morning, that folks will come. God, will give you the praise and we'll give you the glory for it all because it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. While we stand and while we sing just a verse.